Welcome to our new show with Revive MS Support. Over this series, we'll meet some of the people involved with Revive, the leading provider of support for people in the west of Scotland who are affected by multiple sclerosis. Revive's purpose-built centre is located in Govan, Glasgow. First, Julie Dock, an MS-registered nurse, introduces us to MS and helps us understand how it can affect people. My name is Julie Dock. I'm the MS specialist nurse here at Revive. And Julie, I suppose a good place to start is, what is MS? Well, MS, it's basically a neurological uh, condition that affects the brain and the spinal cord. And the brain and spinal cord, that makes up the central nervous system. Um, It's very unique to every individual. So everyone who has MS, it's unique to them. And it predominantly gets um, diagnosed between the ages of 20 to 40. But in saying that, you could be diagnosed at any time with MS. It's three to one more times more likely to affect females to males. So, um, yeah, it's a very common uh, neurological condition. With MS, um, within the central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord, there's billions of neurons. Mm. And the neurons basically transmit information from your brain to your body and vice versa, so to and from the brain. And that can be done via chemical or electrical reactions. So these messages help us to walk and talk, uh, to um, eat or to, to drink, just things that we do on a day-to-day basis. So within these neurons, we have a coating that protects the neuron called myelin. And myelin insulates the actual neuron to allow that smooth transmission of the messages. So it's a bit like an electrical cable. Mm -hmm. So we have electrical cable and we have that outer coating. And if that was broken in any way, we know that our appliance wouldn't work effectively because electricity is not getting through. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit like the myelin. So if the myelin is damaged in any way, that would affect that smooth transition of these messages. So the myelin becomes damaged due to our immune system. And our immune system helps to protect us, as we know. It helps to fight infection, um, and it's a protective barrier for our body. But the immune system, in this case, what happens is it turns on itself and it starts to attack our parts of our body, in this case, the myelin. So we would call that an autoimmune condition. Nobody knows what causes autoimmune conditions, um, but that's what happens is the immune system attacks the myelin, so it breaks the myelin down. And that would cause some scarring or lesions or fibrosis. So these are the things that you tend to see whenever you have an MRI scan. Um, You'll see different lesions within the brain or spinal cord or both. And it's in multiple areas, hence multiple fibrosis. And independent on where these lesions are can affect how you go about in your day-to-day business with your your symptoms. So you could either have mobility issues or balance issues, uh, difficulty with speech or swallow, or you may have continence issues, and you can have fatigue because your body's having to work harder each and every day. So symptoms can vary for every single individual living with MS. MS is the, the main ones that you would see um, when you're diagnosed, uh, we have relapsing remitting, which is the most common one. 
um, we have secondary progressive and primary progressive MS. So these are the kind of three main types, but relapsing and remitting is the one that you see most commonly. And depending on what you're diagnosed with would determine how you're treated and supported for your MS mm-hmm. by your MS uh, consultant and nurse. Um, so whenever you're diagnosed, you get a lot of support from them and that's where we come in as Revive as we work in conjunction with your service to give you support with your MS. Julie, you've just sort of mentioned three different sort of flavours, if you like, of MS. Um, would you mind sort of backing up a tiny bit and, and breaking those down? So I, I think I kind of understand what the difference might be between those, but I suppose there's no harm in asking for a wee bit of clarity. Yeah. So, as I said, relapse and remittance is the most commonly diagnosed one. It affects between eight and nine uh, people out of ten. Um, and what happens is, is you can have a relapse and remit. So basically you can have symptoms and then you can go into a period of remission. So it might be that whenever you're having symptoms and then you have a period of recovery, you could find that that symptom that you've had can completely disappear or you could be left with some residual um, kind of disability uh, from that. Now, disabilities with MS can vary. They could either be mild or they could be quite significant. Mm -hmm. And again, that's per individual. So that relapse and remitting period... Um, some people can have it for, for quite a long period of time with their MS and they might not even know that they've got it. They can have MS for a period of a number of years before their actual diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a progressive condition, but the relapse and remitting you can get periods of um, where it's where it's not as significant with your symptoms on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And what about the other two? It was pri- primary... Primary progressive and secondary <laughs> progressive. So secondary progressive is the next stage from relapse and remitting. So you don't have that kind of up and down um, where you're having significant symptoms and then periods where it settles down. You're having that constant deterioration of your symptoms and you feel your symptoms are progressing. Um, so that would be the next stage from relapse and remitting. Mm-hmm. Some people can be diagnosed initially with secondary progressive because they've had relapse and remitting without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. So um, that tends to be the follow-on stage. But primary progressive would be that you have significant progression in your symptoms from the get-go. But when I say significant, again, it could be mild. It could be be that you've got, you know, a notable difference in in your mobility or your disability. So it's a, it is very unique to each individual. Primary progressive um, affects about 1 in 10 people. Um, so it's less likely to, but you do see it within uh, all ages and, and uh, males and females. Mm-hmm. Julie, is MS a fatal condition? No, it's a condition that you live with. You can live number good good number of years it's just it's your quality of life is affected so it's how to manage that well to give you that quality of life mm-hmm. but it isn't a condition that yeah can, can kill you it's a condition that you live with but you can have complications due to your MS and that's why it's about managing your symptoms effectively mm-hmm. um, to help you to you know to not have anything that would be fatal, uh-huh. um, but yeah, 
most people manage their MS quite well. You'd mentioned that sometimes people are diagnosed, I suppose, to me, which feels like a wee bit later in life. Um, What might make someone start to think, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. Maybe I should go speak to someone about it. How does, and I know that you've said it's a wee bit different for everyone, and, and that's fair enough, but are there any sort of things that folks might, start thinking about or things that someone might start noticing that's a bit different about the way their body works um, at the beginning what would you what would you say folks are, are sort of seeing in the beginning it tends to be really notable things that would make someone go to their doctor and question that there's something wrong um, or it could be that they're actually taken into hospital because it's been quite significant so it could be that it's somebody's vision that's been um, affected because optic nerve can be affected as part of that central nervous system. Mm-hmm. So, so it could be loss of vision, or it could be double vision, uh, it could be shadowing, and that would obviously make them go to see an uh, optician and then from mm-hmm. there it could mm-hmm. lead on to diagnosis. Or it could be that they've got numbness, tingliness in lower limbs or they could actually lose function in their lower limbs and they find that they're unable to walk. So it can be quite a significant thing for a person to say, this is definitely not right. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have to go through a, a process of elimination and scans and tests to ensure to see what, what exactly is going on because sometimes these symptoms can uh, look like other things that's going on in the body. So it's... Mm-hmm. That would be done with uh, your, your your neurologist. Can't get the word it, but your <laughs> neurologist mm-hmm. um, would go through all these tests to to and to see what the what it is that's actually happening with the patient. Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you, Julie, for helping us or introducing us, I suppose, to what MS is and and starting to get an understanding of how it affects at least someone physically. Um, I know that we're going to take some time and speak with a lot of other people here at Revive about all of the other impacts that MS has on people's lives. It's not just physical. Um, And talk about all the different ways that Revive is here to help and support folks with MS and um, also those roundabouts, uh, folks who have MS. So um, thank you so much for introducing us to I suppose um, this condition and to helping us break down a wee bit of, of, of what it is like for somebody. Yeah I think it's it's important just to, to stress the fact that living with MS as I said it affects women differently but it's yeah when you, you were talking about is it fatal and, you know, and whatever you know some people do worry about that and it's important to say that you know we can support people with MS um, to lead a good quality of life um, and that by doing that it can help you to manage your symptoms so for people out there who are struggling with their symptoms there is options there to give you that support oh, well, Thank you so much for a wee bit of your time Appreciate yeah. it Julie You're welcome, thank you Sonny Govan Radio Second, Ian McWhirter, CEO of Revive gives us an overview of the charity, its location in Govan, how it's funded, and the centre's plans for the future. Yeah, my name's Ian McQuarter. I'm the Chief Executive Officer at Revive MS Support. And Ian, what does that mean in a, a day-to-day sort of sense? 
Well, my responsibility is for the day-to-day operation of the charity uh, and also inspiring and motivating the incredible team of people that we have working at Revive. Fantastic. Well, uh, we're very lucky then to have you here with us for a moment to explain what all that might mean and to explain a wee bit more about Revive MS support. Sure. At Revive, we passionately believe that uh, it's it's all about people. It's not just about MS. Uh, We can't change somebody's diagnosis with MS, but what we can do is we can meet them wherever they are on their journey with the condition uh, and then support them in various ways to make sure that their life continues in in the direction that they want it to go in. Mm -hmm. So that means that what we do is we provide support and services to help people manage the physical, the emotional, the social and the financial impacts that having a diagnosis of MS can have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then you're just just the person to help enlighten us a wee bit. Um, let's start at the beginning. So could you please describe Revive, of which you've, you've already done a wee bit there, but particularly its role as a charity and maybe share a bit about its history for everyone. Sure, yeah. Revive was founded 38 years ago by a group of people who were affected by MS. So it was a real grassroots charity. Right, okay. Uh, and it started in Mary Hill. Um, like many MS charities at that time, it was set up around the provision of oxygen therapy. Mm-hmm. So even now, our oxygen chamber is a big feature of the, of the centre. So oxygen therapy um, is used by many people with, with MS, but it's also been used by a variety of other people. Uh, oxygen therapy has been shown to be really beneficial for helping sports injuries heal a bit quicker. So in the past, we've had footballers and rugby players, even um, Commonwealth Games gold medal winner Laura Muir uh, has used okay. uh, has used our oxygen therapy and has subsequently come on, gone on to become an ambassador for the charity. So yeah, we provide a, a wide range of services. Um, at Revive, we are we're home to physiotherapy, nursing, counselling, complementary therapies, speech and language therapy, welfare and benefit support, uh, podiatry, chiropody continent support mm-hmm. uh, and obviously oxygen therapy that I've mentioned previously as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fantastic. How did how did it get from Mary Hill to Govan? Um, talk us through the actual centre here, just up the road from us at Sunny G uh, on Davis Street. Davis Street, yeah. That's it. How did we get there? Well, Revive's always been quite an innovative and forward-looking charity. So over the years from when we were founded, um, various new services and various new ways to support people affected by MS were added to the things that we do. And eventually we just outgrew the centre that we had, um, that we'd originally started from. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, um, a new venue was, was, was sourced uh, and Govan was seen as the ideal location because... Uh, it's very easy to access, it's uh, ideal for public transport, uh, road and rail links, uh, and it's just it's kind of part of, uh, part of the community. Mm-hmm. So it's a real key objective that we've got is uh, over the last few years, obviously sadly impacted by lockdowns and the pandemic, but really to embed ourselves uh, within the community at Govan and forge really strong links with like Sunny Govan Radio, uh, Galgale, uh, those, those sort of organisations that we can really partner up with and collaborate with. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear from not just yourself, but all the other colleagues that have been coming through and speaking to us about their particular role in helping folks um, with MS. And the thing that I've gathered so far is one, the absolute range of, of support services that, that you guys offer. Um, but also I'm quite intrigued by the actual centre. Like it feels like this amazing place uh, you know that when you walk in the door that there's um a camaraderie as mm. well as you know sort of healing um that's happening and that's done through uh, so many different ways through through diet through exercise through um social opportunities um and and, and the like that it's it's it feels quite holistic in that way or comprehensive um, I, and I'm, I have to say that I'm real curious about the oxygen tank, um, just to even get a wee look at it. You can come visit anytime. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Um, and, you know, sort of having that all situated right here in Govan um, really does feel like um, a, an unknown feather in our cap, you know, or sort of jewel in our crown to, mm-hmm. to have this facility right up the road, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a, is a real boon for the neighbourhood. Um, you know, and, and as well as the people who, who use the facilities, who I, I gather come from all over. Yeah, it's great because we have our catchment areas right across Glasgow and, and even wider across the mm-hmm. west of Scotland mm-hmm. and, and the central belt. Um, we've had people travelling from as far afield as Cumbria uh, to, to wow. access the services that we have. So to bring people into the community here at Govan and really kind of showcase not just what we do, but what's happening in a wider area is a sure. tremendous thing. Sure, sure. Um how is Revive funded? Well, we need to raise around about £600,000 every year just mm. to be able to deliver the services that we currently provide. So that presents a real significant challenge because it's a significant amount of money that we have to raise every year. Mm. Around about a quarter of our funding comes from the NHS. Um, and we support and supplement the, the MS services that they offer. Okay. But the rest of it is down to is down to our fundraising team. So we apply to charitable trusts and foundations uh, for grants. We receive occasional uh, small amounts of funding from the Scottish government um, for specific projects. But the rest of it, the bulk of our income, is made up of donations from individuals and groups and businesses, but also by people taking part in fundraising events and activity. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a couple of weeks ago at the uh-huh, centre, we, ha- yes. we had, we had a firewalk. Yeah, we had a firewalk, <laughs> which was amazing. Uh, an absolutely tremendous experience for everybody who took part mm-hmm. uh, and those who came along to watch as well. So we had just over 30 people um, taking part in, in the event, which basically involves being sponsored to walk across Red Hot Coals. Yes, yeah. crazy, but also amazing. It's an, an unbelievable experience. Everybody who took part just just loved it. Uh, all perfectly safe, no injuries. It was all, all good, really good. good. Um, and it raised a fantastic amount of money as well. It was just over £15,000 has been raised Wowie. for it, which is a big a big boost toward, towards our funds mm-hmm, that, that we need mm-hmm. to raise. So it's, it's events like that, that's, that that keep us afloat, really. Um, so there's loads of ways that people could get involved in fundraising uh, for Revive. Lots of people can, lots of activities that people can get involved in, things like the Kilt Walk, Great Scottish Run. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people just want to make a donation, then that's great as well. And you can find out how to do that just by finding our website or our social media channels simply by searching for Revive MS Support. No, I'm I'm definitely in in awe 
of of all the folks who did the firework um, fire walk that even um and uh, it just sounded like uh, one that they were absolutely brave um and uh, sort of a very lovely way to help you guys continue to do the work that you've been doing um, so I was really chuffed to hear that it had gone as well as it did for you guys. Yeah, we were delighted. It was the first event that we'd been able to have like that since the pandemic. Sure, so sure. to get such a fantastic response from our community, it was tremendous. Uh-huh. So what are some of Revive's plans for the future, Ian? Well, at the moment, we're kind of focusing on three main areas. Um, the first is we want to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible. We know that in the West Coast of Scotland, there's around about 3,500 people living with MS. And we want to make sure that when they need support, they need our services, that they know where to find us. So big exercise to raise our profile uh, so that people at the right stage of their journey know where to come for the support they need. And we know that part of that is going to involve working collaboratively with a lot of kind of key stakeholders and other organisations. So spreading the word and raising our profile. So even things like this podcast are going to do a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount um, of, of helping us to achieve that. We're also going to aim to further develop uh, the services and support that we provide um, and having those regular conversations with our service users to make sure that what we're providing is exactly what they need, but also to make sure that we're delivering these at the highest possible quality and to the best standards. And thirdly, um, we've got a real responsibility um, to our our service users to link them into the amazing research that's taking place in Scotland uh, for MS. So we've got a real opportunity to facilitate that link between the researchers and the people that, uh, the people that, we, that we serve every day. Uh, and hopefully by doing that, it'll take us a step closer to achieving our vision of achieving a world without MS. So um, it sounds like uh, there's never a dull moment um, at uh, sort of Revive HQ. Um, like we said, guys, just up the road from Sunny G on Davis Street. Um, and, you know, I'm... I'm st- I'm still very impressed with the range of services and the sort of open doorness, I suppose, mm-hmm. of of the centre, um, because you know while three three and a half thousand or apologies, you know, sort of mm-hmm. just slightly more than three thousand um, folks uh, who are who are suffering from from MS doesn't f- feel like a lot, but I, I mean, I suppose it's. It's 3,000 plus too many for folks who are actually living with MS. So the fact that that these are available um, and, you know, that the message um, is is being championed and gotten out there. And, you know, if if none of those folks are listening right now to this, somebody they know maybe. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, there is the beauty of of sort of word of mouth and the knock on effect Mm. in that sense. So, um, you know finding those people and and making them aware of of you know what you guys are are up to at at, um at revive and how you can support them you know that's something that we are uh, we hold very close to our heart at sunny g um and so being able to have this conversation with you and your colleagues to 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 make them aware of the services but also make the general public i knew very little about ms myself and so i'm learning as we go through this um and i'm i'm grateful for that um, and I'm, I'm not even a service user. Um, so, you know, it's it's a real um, lovely opportunity to be able to speaking uh, to speak with, with you and your colleagues um, about something that's just up the road from us. Yeah. Well, our, I remember as well, 
our services are available to everyone who's affected by MS. So it's not just the person living with the condition, mm -hmm. but a diagnosis of MS has a real impact on family members, friends, colleagues as well. So the services that we provide uh, are geared up to support carers and families as well. Uh, all of our services are free at the point of access, and the treatments that we provide are very much focused on the person as an individual. So they're all very individualised and personalised and, and holistic just to try and meet the, the needs that everybody has. Central to what we do at Revive is actually our cafe. Uh, it's a real kind of community social hub for people affected by MS. It's a place where they can meet others in the same situation that they're in. It's a support for, for carers to share experiences and to learn more about how others are dealing with a situation that they're going through. We strongly believe that nobody should be going through an experience with MS alone and having that cafe, having that real kind of social hub in place means that we can really achieve that, that, that goal. Oh, well, Ian, thank you so much for taking a wee bit of time today to, to, to talk more about not just your role there, but, you know, sort of give us a good overview of, of the history of, of um, Revive MS support and particularly its place here in Govan. Mm. Um, thank you very much for that. No problem. Thank you. Sonny Govan Radio. Next, Julie Dock joins us again to share how people can access services at Revive MS Support. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Julie Dock. I'm the MS nurse at Revive in Glasgow. Um, my role is really is to support people who access the service at Revive um, in various different ways. Um, so I could be helping them to answer any questions that they have with regards to MS, give them some support or to liaise with any other healthcare professionals that they're involved with just to make their journey easier with MS. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure that you've got some really good information to get out to folks about these particular areas. So let's get into it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> How does, um, particularly at Revive, uh, help people with MS? Well, we look at helping people not only physically with MS, but also socially. We also help them um, emotionally um, and with their mental health. And we're, So we're looking at a person from a holistic approach in whichever way they require support with. Mm -hmm. um, so it could be that they're looking for support with with welfare and benefits or it could be that they're looking to find out more about their MS or they may actually want some physical input. So we look at all aspects of their journey and make them feel welcome and it's part of a, a community when they access a uh, Revive uh, to get that support. And do you have, um, are you involved in, in all of those aspects or is it more of just the sort of medical or, or clinical side of stuff there? So basically when a person comes to Revive, it's initially it's me they see. So I'm the kind of first point of contact, although it is the, the reception team. We have a fabulous reception team uh, that people come in and they're, they're greeted mm -hmm. um, by the warm welcome um, when they come through the door at Revive. Then they will see myself. And I will go through all the aspects of how their MS affects them. And it could be, as I mentioned, the physical aspects. So it could be that they're suffering from fatigue or it could be their mobility is poor or it could be that their mental health is affected or it could be they are looking for 
uh, advice to access other services out there to help them within the home. So I'll look at all these different aspects and then I can then refer on to the other services that we provide at Revive to link in for that support and monitor that patient's journey for them. Are you able to dive a bit deeper into any of those particular services to try and help bring them to life um, and sort of describe to folks what it might be like to, un- to, to engage in those services at Revive? Yeah, so we offer a vast range of services. People are, are really surprised as to what we do offer at Revive. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I mentioned, as myself as a nurse and support, so I'm looking more at aspects of how they cope with their MS. Um, with regards to medication, I don't really give advice with regards to disease-modifying therapy. That's more their MS nurse and their MS service that helps with that, but I can link them back into their service if they're looking for support. Um, we have a physiotherapy team who look at one-to-one support for people, or they can access the classes. And the classes we offer, we offer like strengthening and conditioning classes. Um, we're now going to be starting to offer yoga we do Pilates, we do Tai Chi. Um, there's a lot of camaraderie within the classes. A lot of people enjoy the physio classes. Right. Um, there's a lot. I hear a lot of laughter going on, which is good. <laughs> um, so they can come in and get that support from the physiotherapy team and it's tailored for that person's need. Um, we also do acupuncture within the physiotherapy team so they can help with pain management and that then also links into our complementary the- uh, therapy services. So we do reflexology, we do aromatherapy and we do mindfulness support so it can help a person not only mentally but physically as well with their pain management. We have speech and language therapy, we have podiatry, um, we do continence support, mm-hmm. um, we also have an oxygen chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard so, about this. So oxygen therapy, and everybody's fascinated uh-huh. when they see it. So it is, when you come in, it is a diving bell. It's, uh, everybody sees it when they come into the centre, mm-hmm. always ask questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may want to access the oxygen uh, therapy um, where we, we liaise with our GP um, to help them so all basically they do is they fill in a, a form with regards to any contraindications to stop a patient from actually accessing the service so they will say that they're fit to be able to proceed uh, and then they'll meet David for a one to one support before they start um, using the chamber Um so, yeah, we have many different services within Revive and we also run classes as well. Um, so we offer carer support classes, we do memory, we do fatigue. Um, so it's, it's all about that whole person's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned we do welfare and benefits as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be able to tap into at Revive to, to help you to live better. There's a few things right there that, that I've immediately been struck by. The first is the absolute range of services um, and how all of that fits together. I mean, what I've come to appreciate is that MS is, um, affects or can affect any number of aspects of someone's life, be it you know physical yeah. or mental, um, social, um, and things like that. And so I, I, I suppose I, that you've you've affirmed that that this is something that can can affect all kinds of 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 aspects of someone's life yeah um so hearing a bit you know about that range of services um has been it's been really lovely to help me understand ms a bit better um 
The second thing was there very briefly, I heard you mentioned um, carer support. Um, and I, I was, I was wondering there as you were, you were chatting away that, um, you know, if there are so many ways that can uh, affect someone's, that MS can affect someone's life, um, that there may be a need for care at some point. Um, and how do carers factor into some of these services? Are you able to, to speak a a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So the carer supports, I forgot to mention, we have a counselling service as well, and that's linked in with the, the, the carer support. So it's with looking at that person's mental health yeah, yeah. Um, and how they cope on a day-to-day basis. And to be a carer, some people don't even realise they are a carer. Yeah. You know, just giving support to a person, either with it being physically or emotionally, makes you a carer. Um, so all the, the people who have someone with MS in their life can access the service as well so they don't even have to have someone with MS coming to Revive the carer ah, themselves can actually come to Revive for okay. support so it's all aspects um, if if you're touched by MS in any way then you can access a Revive Centre Oh Julie, thanks very much for clarifying that because it was becoming quite obvious to me that that the support that someone with MS might need doesn't stop when somebody walks out yeah maybe revives doors you know yeah. there are uh, as well as med- other medical professionals you know um, that are contributing to to someone's uh, treatments but then they, they go home mm-hmm. and what happens at home and it's, it's probably not going to just be them at, at a certain point in their MS journey um, and so it made me really wonder well, how does how do the people who support and love mm-hmm. folks who are affected by MS? How, what happens to them? So, thank you very much for for um, explaining that. I think it's important to stress that although we are a centre that offers clinical support, um, we are it's viewed as a community. Yeah. Um, so there is people who will come into the centre and just to access. So we have an excellent cafe with Andrew, uh, the chef, and. Um, there's, there's a lot of support even within the cafe, so they might not even access the service just to come in and share experience and have a chat and talk to someone um, can make such a big difference in a person's life. Um, and then if they feel ready, if they want that clinical support, then it's there. So um, it's, it's a great feeling when you walk through the doors of Revive. Fantastic. Is it possible for folks who are maybe quite far along in their MS journey um, who maybe can't physically access Revive anymore, what sort of outreach options are there for folk who are maybe still needing a, a certain kind of treatment? Yeah, so we can certainly access community support out there and navigate the healthcare system for these p- people who are living um at home and ha- who can't actually get out um, to use the service itself. We do do some domiciliary care and that we, we will go out to visit some people within their home and provide advice mm-hmm. and support and access into community services. But we can also look at other aspects with linking in with other healthcare professionals to make sure that that patient feels supported at home. Oh, fantastic. Because I suppose one of the things I'm, I've really come to, to appreciate about MS is um, it could have a, a variety of, of um, impacts on someone's life and, and some of that is, is uh, mobility yeah. um, and 
you know, you've, uh, you and all of your colleagues have been brilliant in sort of walking us through all these great services, but a lot of them seem contingent on someone being able to physically access yeah. the building. Yeah. So obviously I thought, well, there'll be folks who can't. Um, and does that necessarily leave them out outside of the treatment sort of options? And, and no, I suppose, no, is the short answer. No, it certainly doesn't. And we can also, we've got the digital technology of now course, and people are becoming more aware mm-hmm. during the time of COVID. So we can, we can do video calls yeah. uh, or telephone calls. So there is ways of accessing that support. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been people who have lived even within remote areas who have found it difficult to come into the centre mm-hmm. and we've supported them virtually. Yeah. Uh, um, and they feel as if they are part of uh, the centre with having that virtual support. So, yeah, technology is amazing these days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, one thing I would just like to, to add is how you access Revive. So you can either have a referral from your healthcare professional uh, into the centre, but you can also refer yourself. So you can either give us a call um, on 0141-945-3344 or you can go onto our website and send us a, a little um, a little referral in by email and someone will be in touch. Well, Julie, I want to say thank you very much for, for taking a wee minute to, to walk us through um, some of the services that Revive MS. Um, it's been really informative and I hope that some of the listeners out there can take away a little bit of this knowledge um, either for themselves or for somebody that they know who's been affected by MS. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Sonny Govan Radio. And finally, Liam Priest tells us about some of Revive's events and the Friends of Revive Facebook group. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Liam Priest. Um, I've been involved with um, Revive for about um, 10 years now, um, but I've known about it for a little bit longer. Um, I volunteer there, but I also do have MS myself. So I've used the centre um, as it's in other part of the name mentions support, which it offers a, a huge amount of. Well, um, thank you very much for coming with all of your hats on today liam i'm hoping that you might take a wee minute to break those down for us maybe starting with um your previous experience with ms that you mentioned there yes um well previous experience is um i grew up around about um, um uh, around ms my mum had ms um from when i was uh, born um uh, until um she sadly died when she was 45 um, not of MS, because that doesn't happen. It's just unfortunate that, that it can affect the other parts of the body. Um, so I grew up with them uh, knowing what MS was and uh, going to the what was the, the, the old Southern General Hospital, which is now the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Um, and then um, when I, the, the number 45 seems very relevant here for some reason, because my mum died when she was 45. Um, and she was born in 1945 and I... Was diagnosed when I was forty-five with primary progressive MS, um, which was a, a, a shock, um, surprising. But I think my past experience with my mum allowed me a, 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 a better journey in dealing with it because mm-hmm. I knew um, some of what what, what MS was about. Um, so yeah, I think that 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 helped in some way. 
And you have some more modern contemporary connections with Revive. Could yes, you talk yes. to us about some of those, please? Um, actually, before I was diagnosed, I did um, a, a sponsored write-a-thon, um, which was um, for one of my teachers, who was a, one of my friends, sorry, who was a teacher, um, did this for a class. It was a, 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 a young girl whose mum had MS, and it was to raise money for awareness, and the money was going to Revive MS. And that's when I first started getting involved. And then um, not long after that, I was then diagnosed. And the organisation I used to work for, um, the Scottish Qualifications Authority, um, SQA, as it's commonly known, um, they did, um, we, we, we used to do charities um, and nominated charities that were nominated by staff and then chosen by staff as to who would be chosen for two years of funding and fundraising. And I put forward Revive MS mm. at that point. And that's when it, it all started. Um, Revive was chosen and we raised funds for them over the course of two years. Um, I started to make relationships with the the, the, the fundraising manager, the staff um, there. And that's when I started to use the centre for my own um, uh, symptoms of MS and my own thoughts and reasons for um, how to deal with it. Um, and, and since then, um, as they say, the rest was, is history. I've um, continued volunteering for them. Um, and then um, COVID obviously hit. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that was when we had to look at different ways of fundraising, which didn't involve people having to get together sure. in person, but still could do something to, 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 to raise funds at a point in time, which the, the centre was obviously... You know, in danger of, of maybe having to close down, as some others have, to, have to, had to do. Um, so it was, it, yeah. So that 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 was that's the, been the main involvement. Um, I've been very lucky. I've got to meet a lot of really good people, um, and I've, I've learned a lot as well through charity. I've been doing charity for um, a lot of years, but I've learned a lot through Revive, which I have to say. Um, I know that there's still one more hat that you wear. <clears throat> So I know that there's still one more hat that you wear um, that I would love for you to tell folks a bit more about. What is the Friends of Revive Facebook group? Friends of Revive Facebook page is, is a, a page that was set up um, and it's really, it's like a community and um, it's like a, a gathering point for people to come, whether you have MS or not, whether you might be a carer or you might be living with someone who lives with MS, mm -hmm. um, you know, might be affected by it. Basically, to come together just to share thoughts, um, ideas, quotes of the day, um, um, to disseminate um, information about the charity so that people know what's going on. Um, even though the, the Revive Centre has a, a, its own website, it's good sometimes to just have a space where you can informally chat about what's coming up, what's going on, um, get people to, to, to get together to come to events, um, um, which we still do which we were still carrying on doing over the, the, the lockdown period. Um, so it, that's available on um, Facebook. If you go into Facebook and you just search for the Friends of page, Friends of Revive MS, um, you get the option to join it by um, asking to be invited. And then when you do, you'll get asked a few questions um, and then I, I, I'll, I'll let you in <laughs> and, and, and you become part of it. Um, and, and through that um, Revive Friends page, um, we get people talking and, and discussing things and opening up maybe how they feel and what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Jokes, 
run up run by um, what they watch on the telly. So it does. It's not all about. It doesn't become um, an area just about MS in a negative way. It becomes MS in a positive way. What people are still able to do, what they can get by on doing. Maybe when they can't do something, and like, what alternatives might be available. Um, so um, it's it's proven to be a popular page, um, and and people it gets a lot of likes, and people um, tend to find it. It's a nice way to communicate with others as well. Um, I can imagine that having a sort of neutral space like that can be a real benefit for folks um, who maybe are still finding their feet when it comes to their journey, whether it be that for themselves or for a loved one or a, a co-worker. Um, and, and that it's, you know, a, a space for all purposes in the way that you've just described it. It's it's not purely medical. Um, no, not at all, yes. That, that, that is um, sometimes the medicine that people are looking for isn't necessarily from medicine that it's you know through social interaction um through discussion um so it sounds like a really great resource and one that people are quite familiar with you know facebook groups are pretty common and um it's a great way for people to who are already sort of immersed in in those platforms to you know it's just a small step then to to join the group it is it also acts as a as, as a good platform for a couple of the other groups that were set up um, specifically, again, during lockdown um, to target um, those that were p- probably feeling isolated more so than ever because not being able to get out of the house. Um, I set up a, a, a group called uh, the Chinwag, um, which is, um, Chinwag's a, a, a Glaswegian expression for having a chat. And a chat, yeah. yeah. And um, it was an online facil- a, a group for people who just wanted to get together and say hello and talk and see yeah. say how they were feeling and say what they wanted to do and how uh, primarily it was about how COVID was affecting them and their yeah. moods and stuff like that. And that, and when COVID finished, um, so they say, um, it, 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 it carried on because people still wanted that element. So it's a weekly thing that happens. Uh, Chinwag, again, you just have to search for Chinwag and it's, it's got a group and a Facebook page as well. Um, and I basically set up a link every week, one day of every week, and um, we get together for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and just chat. And it's basically about anything and everything. Um, uh, sometimes it's, it can be MS related, sometimes not. Um, and, the, and, the, and the only rule about that group is there's no rules. <laughs> That's the Fair only enough. Thing. <laughs> there's no rules. Um, you can talk about what you want, obviously keeping it um, polite and, and civil. Um, and... Um, we also set up a, a book group for people who were like-minded and wanted to chat about the latest books that we've been reading. So we've been doing that for over for about a year and a half now, and it's going really well, um, a variety of books, and it gets you to know what people's different thoughts are on, on what's out there. Mm-hmm. So um, so that, that, that that's advertised very much on the Facebook, um, the Friends of Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a good resource. It's a good resource to get stuff out there so people know what's going on. Do you find that there's folks for, out with Scotland that are joining the Friends uh, Facebook page? Geographically, because it's not limited to, to location, where do you where do you see people coming from to join that? Well, um, you, you do see people um, coming. I mean, like a lot from down south. Um, okay. uh, but I do. I mean, I personally do know someone who um, is a member of the group uh, from Vermont, 
in uh, the United States. It's, it's actually a friend of mine, um, Sue. She um, joined it. She's not got MS, um, but she knows people who ha have lived with it. Um, and she joined it um, again to support the, the centre and to, 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 um, to get the message out about what MS is, how it affects people, and, and to dispel some of the myths that are out there about it as well, um, which, which, like any illness, there are loads of. Fantastic. Um, I, I, I think that that is a, a really great sort of meeting place for people. Um, one that, like I said, isn't limited to geography only. I know that folks can pop down to the centre and govern. Um, and uh, speaking with others, you know, there's a, a sense that that's a, a really important resource, the physical space where you can meet other people, um, sit in a cafe and have a have a chat, um, access all of the services in person. But if you if one can't make it um, or make it regularly, um, that this it sounds like it's a space where, where folks don't necessarily have to miss out um, on some of those social aspects. Absolutely. I mean, the centre itself is is 100%, I would call it a community. Oh. Um, almost, uh, not to be too cheesy, almost like a family, because the people, that it's a safe space that people know each other. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't say that anything good at all came from COVID. However, when COVID struck and we had to rely on online facilities, um, it's amazing how many different people who may have passed each other in the centre got to know one another and who have now, now that the centre's open again, are able to communicate and say, oh, hi, I know you. And, and a lot of friendships have been made. Um, I've made friends with people that I, I, I didn't know before. Um, and the one big thing, because we, we weren't allowed to meet each other, um, no one was. Um, the looking at things like one of the, the things that took place in the centre were the, the, the quizzes, um, which were quite popular, and then they stopped. But we carried them on. I, I, I worked with Rochelle, who works in the, the, the centre, and we, we did them online for a year. We did one a month for a year, and they were really popular. And I'm really pleased to say that um, the quizzes are coming back into the centre, um, which... Um, uh, sold out within a couple of days because people are just so keen to get back into the centre and see people again and, and chat and face-to-face. -face. And so many people have met people that they, they may not have spoken to before just because they didn't come into contact with each other or for various different reasons. So it's, it's, uh, that's really nice. Um, I, I was thinking there about uh, what you were saying with how you started to experience MS through your mum. Yes, and you know, then you've you've had other uh, interactions with it, sort of personal and and social. Um, and I was just wondering how has how has support for MS changed since the first time maybe you were experiencing um, services with your mum? It's changed a lot. I think primarily the 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 the, the time that has passed and lapsed. There is infinitely more. Um, medical, um, oh, and, and uh, sorry, I'm there's there's a lot more medicine out there now, and there's a lot more treatment um for for MS in its various forms that weren't around forty five fifty years ago, um because um, a lot of the time my mum was on um uh, pain relief right. tablets as opposed to 
disease modifying uh, drugs of any kind um and but back in the day i, I would say that the there was still a, a, there was an awareness of what MS was, but it was still sort of unknown. Mm -hmm. um, I think now, um, and especially because of people like our centres like um, Revive MS, there's more of an awareness about what MS is, mm -hmm. um, and trying to dispel that whole myth of the it's an invisible illness because it, you know some people can look fine but they're not fine inside. Um, so that I think that. Attitude has changed. Um, I remember my mum um, walking along the road in her, wheel, in, in her wheelchair with me and my father um, and people stopping and talking to my dad and not recognising the fact that my mum was there and could speak quite normally. She just yeah. couldn't walk, she couldn't move, but she could, she could speak. Um, so I think that's a big change, um, definitely the one that I've noticed as I was growing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can imagine that that was difficult to to, to experience. You know that um, that a you know a sort of um, illness like MS, um, all of a sudden, you know, it's uh, that it somehow strips your, who you are, yes. um, you know, away. And you know, I'm I'm sort of glad to hear that that at least in your experience that that's something that has come you know come along since then um and that that sounds like there's a bit more understanding general understanding uh, you know about what ms is and and what it can and, and can't do to a person's uh body basically um yeah, so absolutely i'm glad and, to hear that the research, the research that's taking place and the what is available now and and um, knowing um how to get access to it possibly or being able to speak to people like um, your specialist or your MS nurse or, or people at Revive. Um, I mean, it's great. Just It's, it's a big difference. Possibly back in the day, um, uh, there might not have been as much awareness. Yeah. Um, although there, there, um, there was, um, my mum did go to the predecessor of Revive MS, which was called ARMS. I think it was actually in research into MS. Um, and um, she did... Uh, go there I, I think a couple of times but um it wasn't I don't think what it is now um which is obviously a, a really thriving uh, support center mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. Liam you mentioned their quizzes yes. um, but I am curious about what other kinds of events do you put on at Revive there's been um uh, before um COVID um happened um we, we did um quite a a few events again about bringing people together um we did um uh, obviously the quizzes which were usually themed or uh, tried to theme them in some way and mm -hmm. um, we had uh, a couple of um really um uh, 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 successful prosecco afternoons oh uh, bringing people together for prosecco and cupcakes um we've, we've done a, we, we did a bingo night um uh we did um uh a fish and chips night, which was really good. And just getting people together and, and got fish and chips in for people. Uh, and just generally, um, things like that. The quizzes, I, I would say, were, were probably the, 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 the most ongoing of, of all the, the events that we did. Um, um, just by changing them and getting them together and also making a, 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 a point of the fact that 
no one was coming along to get judged on how many questions you got right. <laughs> so it was about just coming along and having a bit of fun. Um, and, 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 and it's strange because we're going back into the centre where um, online the, the quizzes were self-marked. Oh. And I trusted people. I trusted people absolutely. But now we're back in the quiz, and um, we're back in the centre again. They'll be getting marked by another person, so it'll be, it'll be back to normal for some people. Um, but the, the quizzes are great because um, there were people. There are people who are very competitive, but in a good way. Um, so it, it, it gets people excited, and and I have to say that all the stuff that I or the stuff that I do for volunteering for Revive makes me have a bit of a purpose and it and it not that I'm saying that I don't have, but it gives me an added purpose mm -hmm. um and actually keeps my cognitive side going, mm -hmm. which is really good. So um because I, I, one of the things that can happen with MS is that your cognitive um abilities can be affected, they can be weakened. Um, so your memory, your thought, your speech. Um, I really do find that the biggest thing that, that, that working with Revive gives me is that ability to stay spot on and, and, and awake and, and, and still thinking good thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It keeps you engaged. Yes, absolutely. Uh, both in your own mind and within a community as well. Yes. Um, and there's massive benefits to to both of those, especially if if you know one is struggling a wee bit with with physical health. Absolutely, um, that becomes really really important. I, th I think mentally as well. Um, I, I've seen a lot over the the, the lockdown period that um, mental health is a, a huge thing that Revive helps with as well because um, having a condition like MS does affect you because um, it, it, it takes away so much from you. So um, I, I'm i a big believer in, in thoughts of positivity um, and, and things like laughter and smiling. And, and it, that, again, it sounds a bit corny, but I do believe that um, having a glass half full is, is better than having a glass half empty. But I, I, I saw a quote once where, whether your glass is half full or your glass is half empty, we still have a glass which can be refilled. So um, that's the way that I try to do um, without coming across, across as being patronising in any way. Um, I, I often say I have bad days and, 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 and I recognise them, but the, I think the important thing is to be able to recognise when you're having a bad day and come out the other side. Yeah. Um, but um, that, that's, a, that's what I think. And I do think that the, the online groups do help and people chatting with one another to say, oh, you have that and you do this and you do that. And oh, I do this and I do that. I think it really brings people, it, it, it does help, I do think. Liam, I want to say thank you very, very much for taking a wee bit of time to share your experiences and some of the events and activities that you do um, in support of Revive. So thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. Uh, can I finish on one thing that um, I, I try to put forward as a mantra to everyone? Yeah, go for it. Forward, um, it's just something that I like to um, get people to think about um, on the Friends page, on Chinwag, on Book Club, in the centre, whatever. But just one thing, be the reason someone smiles today. There you go. That's there it. you go. Fantastic way to finish up. Thank you. Thanks again, Liam. You're very welcome. Thank you.
Revive was set up in 1984 by people living with MS and their families and helps people manage the physical, emotional, social and financial impacts that come with a diagnosis of MS. Anyone affected by MS can use Revive services and can be referred by a health or social care professional or self-referred. For more information, please visit revivemssupport.org.uk.